You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is October, if you haven't noticed. We're almost halfway (laughs) into the month. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So we're going to check in with the managing editor of the Lutheran Witness, take a look at the October issue, what you'll find in the October issue. If you haven't already started perusing it, uh, it is time to to get in and uh, get it and and dig in and start doing some reading. We're going to talk with Pastor Askins here in just a moment. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for your support of the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining us today, the Reverend Roy Askins. He's managing editor of The Lutheran Witness. Pastor Askins, thanks so much for joining us on the Coffee Hour today. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Good to be here again. It's Pastor Askins, managing editor of The Lutheran Witness. The October issue should be in mailboxes now. If you haven't gotten it yet, uh, you can check out what witness.lcms.org. You can find the LCMS uh, or the, the witness uh, website there at the lcms.org uh, website That's as right. well. Uh, this month's issue, a big focus on Galatians. Why Galatians this month? You know, that's a great question. <laughs> um, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> one of the things we're trying to do here at the Lutheran Witness is encourage people to dig more regularly into the Word of God. So uh, if you'll notice, we actually have on the website just posted an article, uh, a post uh, yesterday with upcoming themes for um, the first half of next year. One of those themes is actually all about digging more into the Word of God. And so this is one of the, the things we're trying to encourage people to do more regularly. Dig into the Word of God, read the Word of God more. And so as we go throughout the year, we're actually going to be picking books of the Bible and digging more deeply into them, like we did with this one uh, and Galatians. And we figured, you know, there's no better time to talk about Galatians than October, you know, Reformation Month. Uh, It was such a key book for Martin Luther and for the Reformers uh, that we figured, you know, this is a, a great issue to discuss or great, great, great book to discuss uh, in the month of October. And so Galatians, uh, as I mentioned, Luther loved this book. It has all sorts of wonderful themes for uh, Christians to, to look at and to study. You know, one of these things is you have uh, the people of Galatia. Paul has gone and preached the gospel to them. They've heard the gospel. And then these false teachers come in and start perverting the gospel. And so Paul writes them this letter saying, what's wrong with you? Why have you turned? There is no other gospel than the gospel that I preach to you. And that's where we get the title of this month's theme, no other gospel, because there is no other gospel than that which which we preached, uh, as Paul says, which we preach to you. And so also this is what Luther brings back to the people during the Reformation, right? There is no other gospel than this gospel of forgiveness, uh, the forgiveness won by Christ uh, through his suffering and death for God's people. So uh, it's a great book. It's especially great for the month of October and digging more deeply into, uh, into the Reformation. Mm-hmm. And no matter how many times we, we read these scriptures and we when we read through these books, there's always more to learn. And there's always a historical context, too, that makes uh, what we read even make even more sense. Uh, so many times if, if mm-hmm. you read through it, but you don't you don't fully understand the context of of uh, what they're writing or what, what they're saying. It makes it makes so much more sense to understand all of that context and to understand um, what those what those words mean. So, so mm-hmm. then along that line, uh, 
where where was Galatia? What what was happening in Galatia? So in the uh, in the issue, we actually we have an article from Dr. Nordling where he does an excellent job, kind of giving us the basic groundwork, the basic context for um, the book of Galatia. Um, he starts out with uh, just kind of a description of uh, Galatia, uh, the place Galatia, what where you would find it in modern day. Uh, uh, in modern day times. Uh, it's actually what we would consider now Turkey, the region of Turkey. And uh, in the issue, we actually were able to work with CPH and republish the map from the Lutheran Study Bible. And it's this great map that just explains exactly where Galatia was and what the surrounding areas, you know, Bithynia, Cappadocia, Pamphylia, Cilicia, all these various places. Uh, around Galatia. And as part of that then, Dr. Norling also talks about the people of Galatia and the kind of people um, that were there. He talks about how they had originally wandered in from other areas. He, he says they come from the Balkans in the third century. Um, they weren't uh, the most gentle people. He says they were terrorizing the countryside and eventually served as mercenary soldiers. So they were kind of this rough and tumble group of people uh, to whom Paul came and preached the gospel um, during his his uh, missionary journeys. Um, so yeah, so and, and that would have been uh, between 45 and 55 AD. The book of Galatians itself uh, was written between, they think, 51 and 53 uh, AD. So that's kind of the time frame. You know, you're talking um, around 20 years after the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ is when this book is written, when this uh, when these missionary journeys are taking place. And, and and to get Dr. Nordling, what a gem to uh, to have Dr. Nordling <laughs> no write kidding. this month. I mean, lots of great <laughs> contributors this month, but fantastic to to get those insights and so much history maps. Man, this is really good. Like maps. you could get a whole education just reading uh, the October <laughs> yes. issue of the Lutheran Witness. Now you brought up you, you were mentioning a bunch of names, and that made me think maybe we need to do a whole series on how to pronounce biblical names. Um, because <laughs> and how to mispronounce them as well. Uh, back to the, back to the. <laughs> I'm firmly convinced that every pastor has his own way of pronouncing right. things. Because I've heard, you know, that list um, on Pentecost where you have all of these people from all mm -hmm. these places. Mm -hmm. I've heard it pronounced yep. 20 different ways. So you know, I, I say just give it a rip and go for the go for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was reading Acts six the other day. The the list of the the uh, seven who were chosen. We sometimes refer to them as deacons and, and uh, reading through those names the other day and, and thought, I really have no idea if I'm pronouncing these correctly or not, but uh, <laughs> probably anglicizing all of them. Um, back to, back to Galatians. Sorry, that was <laughs> chasing rabbits there. Uh, what is... Hey, I, rabbits are great. <laughs> we never do that here. Uh, back to Galatians though. What is the, the chief mm -hmm. message to the Galatians in this letter? That, that you really just unpack in this issue, in the October issue. Yeah, so there's, there's really um, uh, one central message, and I, and I mentioned it briefly, but what's happening here is Paul has preached the gospel to them, right? This, this, this uh, central core teaching uh, that, that God would justify uh, not only the Jews, but also the Gentiles by faith, right? Um, th that... This, there is no works that we can do to earn salvation, that this entirely is the free gift of God, won for us by Jesus' suffering and death on the cross. There is no way we can earn this. And the problem is he, he preached this to them when he first came through in his missionary journeys. 
And then some, some Judaizers came along and said, yeah, you know, Paul had some great teachings, but you know what? He missed some kind of important, th- important stuff. Like you have to keep the Jewish laws on primarily, it seems in the book of Galatians, on circumcision and things like this. Uh, you must uh, obey these these uh, food laws and these other things too. You must finish up and earn the rest of your salvation. Jesus kind of got it started. You know, Paul's teaching is good, but he's missing this this central stuff. And 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 Paul is writing back to them and saying, no, right? There is no other gospel than that which I preach to you. That this is the free gift earned for you by Jesus Christ by his suffering and death on the cross. And this is why it became such a central part. Uh, of the Reformation as well, why it became so important for Martin Luther and the Reformers, because this is what they were seeing at that time as well, how uh, the, the Roman Catholic Church had turned from this this uh, clear teaching of the gospel to also adding on having to earn merits, having to do uh, to, to offer sacrifice, the sacrifice of the Mass in order to, to get people out of purgatory and all these additional accretions that were added on that, that turned people away from the clear message of Christ's uh, suffering and death for the sins of the world. And so uh, so uh, that's kind of the central and core teaching. And this is something you'll get when you read Dr. Armbrust's article, um, A Cruciform Freedom, uh, or, or Galatians, An Epistle of Cruciform Freedom. He really nails this, this clear teaching um, that we are justified by faith in Christ in Christ alone. Now, that doesn't mean, as, as Dr. Armbrust also points out, that because we have this new life in Christ, that we are uh, justified and forgiven, that then we can go live all sorts of wild and profligate and crazy lives, and don't worry about it, we're all forgiven. No, the fact is now that we have been freed in Christ, we are in fact bound to Christ. We are, are in fact uh, the, uh, slaves of Christ, which is a great thing to be, right? Um, this is what it actually means to be free, to live within this new life that we have in Christ. Um, so these are kind of the, the central and core teachings that we see throughout the book, the book of Galatians. Are we like the Galatians in any way? <laughs> no. You know, one of the great things about being a missionary, <laughs> what, what, one of the great things about being a, 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 a missionary is you see how, how similar everybody really is across the board. I'll, I'll never forget, I was working with um, a, a missionary, and, I, and he, he was teaching um, pastoral theology at a, in, a, in a seminary, one of our partner seminaries in Asia. And I asked him a question. I said, uh, so how are you teaching pastoral theology in, in, in this context? How does it change in this context? And his response is classic. He said, well, I find that sinners are sinners wherever they are in the world. <laughs> and regardless, they need Christ's forgiveness wherever they are in the world, right? And this is the reality for us as well, right? Are we like the Galatians? Sure. I mean, all of us want to, to think that we have some part in earning our salvation. We want to feel some sort of success and, and you, know, uh, you know, this whole idea that, well, maybe Jesus gets you started and you do the rest, right? He gets you on the way, but you got to finish it up. Uh, you know, you got to finish earning the salvation, all this sort of idea. Um, this is not just uh, a, a Galatians, you know, 50 AD sort of problem. It's not just a Martin Luther um, 1520 sort of thing. But this is something we continue to struggle with in our human condition, that we want to earn, have some sort of, some sort of right to say we a little bit to earn our salvation. And the fact is, um, we didn't do anything. It's all been done for us entirely. Now, one of the things that we hit on uh, 
once again, we the, the whole idea behind this issue is that we would uh, encourage people to dig more deeply into the Word of God. So we had some broad overview articles in this issue. That's what you have with Dr. Armbrist and Dr. Nordling. But we wanted to dig into particular verses as well. And one of the verses that's often misinterpreted in our modern context is Galatians 3.28. And in this passage, let me read it for you real quick. Uh, St. Paul writes, There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is no male and female, for you are one in Christ. You are all one in Christ Jesus. And this is often used by proponents today of women's ordination to say, well, women can be pastors now because there's no difference between male and female. We are all one in Christ Jesus. And one of the things that Dr. Doss does here in this article, uh, Male and Female, is points out that this is not exactly uh, the correct interpretation of this passage, that in fact there still remains uh, these orders of creation, these distinctions. Um, even though we are all one in Christ, we still have different roles, vocations, and responsibilities that he gives us uh, in his church. And so the, this is still very a, pra a very practical book in that way for uh, the church today, uh, e even now. We have more to talk about with Pastor Askins in the October issue of The Lutheran Witness. We need to take a short break. When we come back from that break, we'll continue our conversation right here on The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. This has been quite a year, a lot of uncertainty. But there is one thing you can count on if you're a member of the Concordia Plans. Your benefits through the Concordia Plans are always with you to help keep you physically, emotionally, and financially healthy. Protect yourself and your family by signing up for your health care benefits, along with additional insurance and saving for retirement. Choose your 2021 benefits November 2nd through the 20th at concordiaplans.org slash myaccount. The USA is the third largest mission field in the world, and church planning is one of the most effective means of making new disciples, new missions to new people in new places. Get ready to plow the fields. Check out the Mission Field USA podcast produced by the LCMS Office of National Mission. You can find it at kfuo.org or anywhere you get your podcasts. Concord Matters is the program where we seek to be of one mind that is the mind of Christ. And to do that, Christ-confessing Concordians read through and discuss the Book of Concord, which is our Lutheran confession of faith drawn from Holy Scripture, so that you too may be of one mind and confess with Christ. Be sure to listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Central on KFUO Radio or anytime on KFUO.org or anywhere you get your podcasts. Until we convene for Concord again, keep confessing, church. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We're taking a look at the October issue of The Lutheran Witness with managing editor, the Reverend Roy Askins, looking at the theme of or the, the, the issue focusing on Galatians. And, and uh, Pastor Askins, earlier you mentioned the, the 
broader um, perspectives of uh, two contributors this month, and then digging digging into some some more specific themes in Galatians this month as well. What are some of the perspectives on Galatians in this October issue? So another uh, important aspect of the the book of Galatians is understanding his use of the law and kind of the, the third use of the law. So, so Paul spends all of this time uh, in the first five chapters, really, of Galatians, first four chapters, explaining that Christians are, are free from the law. We don't, uh, we don't earn salvation. We don't, uh, our obedience to the law doesn't make us, uh, gain us forgiveness. But then he makes this, uh, as Dr. Uh, Pastor Sherberg says in his article, Faith Working Through Love, Paul makes this unexpected rhetorical shift um, uh, into uh, talking about the th what we would call the third use of the law. So he moves from, you're free from law, free from law, free from law, and then all of this law stuff. He talks about uh, being obedient to the law and describes the new life in Christ. Um, the third use of the law, of course, being that which is a guide for Christians and how to live the Christian life, um, how to, uh, to, what does the Christian life look like, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so this is one of the perspectives that's really important that we need to get at uh, when we talk about the book of Reformation or book of Galatians, is that it's not when you're free from the law, it doesn't mean that you no longer have to be obedient to it. You're completely free. You can go do whatever you want. Uh, but in fact, now that you are you are uh, a Christian, you have been freed from the law in terms of obedience. You are now uh, you you long for the new man, and you longs for obedience to God's law because that is the description of the perfect life of who you are in Christ. So this understanding of the third use of law, and I think we'll probably get back to this when we talk. Uh, in a little bit more in, in a few minutes. Uh, but that's one of the themes we're, we're perspectives we're dealing with is um, the third use of the law, um, faith working, working through love. Another important perspective, of course, uh, is getting to Martin Luther and the use of his commentaries in the Reformation. Dr. Kolb does an excellent job discussing uh, that perspective and the theology of the Galatians and and all the wonderful things that Luther brought out. Um, one aspect of that being the two kinds of righteousness, uh, or also this wondrous duel between um, uh, Jesus and, and the enemies of humankind. This all comes out in Luther's Galatians commentary. Um, in fact, I want to encourage uh, our listeners. One of the other things we had in this issue was Pastor Leslie uh, digging into Luther's lectures uh, uh, on Galatians. So, um, Luther, Luther has all these commentaries um, on the books of the Bible, and the most important ones, really, or some of the most important ones that he thought were the most important ones, were these commentaries on, on Galatians. And what Pastor Leslie does uh, in his article is take our readers through the Galatians commentary and teaches them how to read Luther, how to uh, look at the passages and find, key, find these key passages uh, that help them understand what Luther's saying and help them understand the book that Luther is commenting on. Now, these lectures, um, so th these commentaries we have from Luther are actually notes from his students uh, on as he was commenting or teaching on a certain book of the Bible. So there's actually, he taught Galatians a couple of times. There's actually a couple of different commentaries on Galatians. And it's actually the later commentaries, which I believe were in uh, 1535, 1531 is when he commented on them, but they were published in 1535 towards the end of his life. Uh, 
uh, called the Greater Galatians Commentaries that are really uh, fantastic commentaries. You can actually get these from CPH. I encourage your listeners to pick those up and read them because they're just dripping with the gospel, dripping with classic Luther uh, and and um, his teaching on the book of, of Galatians. So those are kind of the, the central themes, um, perspectives that we have uh, here in the, the uh, October issue on Galatians. So how important was the book of Galatians to Luther and to the Reformation? You know, it was actually one of the uh, the key the key uh, drivers of the Reformation in many ways. Um, Dr. Kolb, uh, who is a former seminary or retired seminary professor, emeritus professor at the St. Louis Seminary, um, he knows all this stuff, and he, it's amazing. I asked him to write this article. He did it so quickly, and it's an amazing article. He was really well done. Um, he talks about the different. Uh, uh, reformers who came after Luther, who uh, f- who really built on Luther's Galatians commentaries, translated these into different areas, and passed these on, um, and and then kind of what the effect of these commentaries was uh, in the Reformation. Um, and and then he lays out kind of where the the commentaries come from as well. So as I mentioned, there's actually two different sets of commentaries: one from 15, uh, 15 17, 15, 18, uh, something like that. Right when Luther was was starting to understand the doctrine of justification by grace for Christ's sake, and then later Luther, 1531, when he was definitely more mature in his theology, um, definitely a little more clear in his understanding uh, of of Galatians. And then he talks about some of the the themes that come out of these Galatians commentaries that formed uh, the Reformation. One, of course, was two kinds of righteousness, um, righteousness from outside of us uh, and righteousness that we perform. And, of course, the, the central theme here in Galatians is that the righteousness that we need is not the righteousness that we perform, right? And the righteousness that we perform might be civil works, you know, you... You uh, go and care for your neighbor and care for your family and do these types of things. That doesn't earn you righteousness before God. That does not earn you favor before God. What we need is actually the righteousness that comes from outside of us. This is the righteousness won for us by Christ and delivered to us uh, through God's God's declaration and means of grace. So this is the the two kinds of righteousness theme that that Dr. Kolb uh, discusses. And then, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, this whole idea of a wondrous duel of Christ in the struggle against sin and death uh, and how in this struggle Christ overcomes sin and death, that we might have forgiveness, life, uh, and salvation. So these themes then become the central themes of the Reformation. Uh, Luther sees these in Galatians, of course, and then they feed uh, through the Reformation into Lutheranism, continue to be central themes and teachings in Lutheranism today. I mean, this is what we say about the doctrine of justification, right? It is the doctrine on which the church stands or falls, right? All other doctrines, it's like the, the center of a, of a wheel. You have these spokes coming up from the center hub of the wheel. If you're, you're off on the center, everything else is off too, right? So this central core teaching of justification by grace for Christ's sake through faith uh, is the central teaching of the church. And this is what the Reformation was all about, was recovering that central teaching of the church. Great issue with a focus on the book of Galatians, the uh, the letter to the Galatians in the October issue of the Lutheran Witness. Pastor Askins, uh, any hints on what we have to look forward to in the November issue of the Lutheran Witness? 
Yes, there are some wonderful things coming out in the November issue of Luther Witness. In fact, uh, we are going to print in a couple of days, so it's very exciting to hear. Uh, we are discussing the Lord's Supper and mm. fellowship and closed communion and how all of these relate to each other and grow out of each other and how uh, pastors use these uh, gifts from our Lord and caring for their people and how we practice this uh, fellowship and this communion, receive this fellowship and communion uh, with those around us, our fellow brothers and sisters in the faith, and why we do what we do in, in these regards. So it's a great issue. Um, December, coming up in December, we have how Christ fulfills Old Testament prophecies by his incarnation and birth. Beautiful uh, art, uh, issue coming up there as well. Um, and then if people want to get a really good preview for the next year, they can visit our uh, witness.lcms.org and, and look at the uh, call to writers, call for manuscripts that we just posted yesterday. I saw that just this morning. Very good, very good. Witness.lcms.org. You can also find the uh, the Witness podcast as well. You can find that there on the website, witness.lcms.org. Mm -hmm. Our guest today, the Reverend Roy Askins, Managing Editor for the Lutheran Witness. Check out the October issue. Thank you so much, Pastor Askins, for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Thank you again for having me. It's great to be here with you guys. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Anywhere.